Hello beautiful people. Welcome to Photo Country and I'm your host Rajiv. You're listening to episode 35. If you've just started listening, Photo Country is about the photographer's journey. Join us as we chat with some of the most talented and inspiring photographers from all walks of life and all around the world. Hear their personal stories of triumph, passion and perseverance. Through this we discover the unique perspectives that have made these photographers stand out. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, this podcast offers a wealth of knowledge, inspiration and insight into the world of photography. So buckle up and join us for an unforgettable ride through the lens. Today we talked to a homeboy from Madurai who went to the same college that I did, the American College, Sanjeev Hridayaraj. He's right now based in New York state, but originally he works and lives in London. He is a passionate photographer who loves to shoot events, festivals, wildlife and people from all around the world. For him, photography is therapy and he loves to get lost in the process of taking a photograph. Come, let's get into the conversation with Sanjeev Hridayaraj. Hi Sanjeev, uh, thanks for accepting my invite after uh, a long time of going back and forth, <laughs> right? And you know, welcome to the show and so nice to for you to be on this podcast you're the sec- my second guest in 2023 so yeah great to have you on board thank thanks for having me rajiv yeah absolutely i'm a big fan of your photography yeah oh thank you so much appreciate that same here as well and i've been looking through your photographs there's a lot of portraits there's a bunch of uh, like wildlife a lot of bird life a little bit of landscape man i think and also if you look at the locations you've shot all over the place i think some in india some in southeast asia some in london and obviously some where you are which is new york state so i mean take me through your journey like how did you land up here like where you are right now yeah man first of all i i live at the moment in new york state but i'm i'm actually from london in a sense i'm from madurai originally and then around 20 22 years back i moved to london so i've been living in london for the last 22 years actually and why i'm studying in new york state actually so i've just living here for a month or a, a year so in terms of photography it started way back in 2010 11 approximately around that time and it all started with me feeling a bit lonely i mean i was going through a rough patch in life and i was feeling bit needed some kind of attachment and i i impulsively bought a digital camera and that kind of took me well before that i was i was playing around with my exus digital camera and i i couldn't take a single shot <laughs> actually i was i was trying everything and everything came out very things i didn't continue with that for a long time then one fine day i just bought a digital camera from a shop uh, quite impulsively and then i went back and i figured out myself i like the process of learning on my own like how to take pictures how what to do with their shutter speed aperture and all this photography i mean thanks to youtube and stuff like that i learned most of the stuff on my own so the minute i got the hang of handling a camera i i got hooked i mean i started taking lots and lots of pictures very bad pictures at the beginning so but yeah that's how it started then uh, advent of facebook and before facebook there was a thing called uh, it's still there a national geographic magazine where you, have, you can post pictures and like it get comments and uh, stuff like that uh, 
fellow enthusiasts post pictures as well. So I started doing that and that kind of we kind of formed groups in there and from there it, it took on. So yeah, that's how it started. Interesting. Interesting you, you say that it was almost like therapy for you, photography. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah, because you're the second person I've met who's 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 something to do with you know using an art form as therapy for you know for your mental well-being. I interviewed another photographer some time back, also from India. He's from Bombay, but he lives in Paris, and he's been you know running a program where he does photography as therapy. Just very very interesting. But I, I think it makes sense because when you, the act of pressing a sh- the shutter button is actually a creative decision. People think it's very easy. You have a great camera, you press a shutter and a beautiful picture emerges. <laughs> you know, there's so much that goes on before and after that. So I, I personally, when I go take a, to take a, a photograph or I actually like I feel like I'm actually interacting with the the surroundings you know and 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 I'm being part of that environment and I'm kind of interacting with it and right. creating something together yeah. you know so that's the way I feel when I actually go and take photographs in a in a, in a landscape or even when I'm taking a studio portrait that that's the the interaction that happens between the photographer and the subject and then you create something together it's not the photographer creating something uh, completely isolated right so there's this interaction and i feel that's the key as far as this art form is concerned that interaction what's your take on that absolutely i totally agree with that in the sense like i when i say it is therapeutic in the sense it lets you express one uh, and like and when I take photos, I, I totally lose myself in the in the in the process. Like, and whenever that happens, it's good. It's always good. Like, the best photos I've taken, according to me, are the ones where I spent hours. Like, I remember still it was freezing cold on on one day, and I went to Hyde Park in London, and I took like for five hours i was in the cold freezing thing but i i totally i mean when i come back and look at the pictures i totally forget what what was happening to me so you you get drawn into this thing so that's what i like about photography it kind of draws you in it kind of immerses yourself into the process to get this also and 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 you i think it's like any other art form in the sense like you lose yourself in the art uh that's that's the appealing bit about it. Awesome. So, what's the kind of photography that you like to do? Like, because there's a whole mixed bag of things in your feed. But is there anything specific that you like? Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm a bit of a dabbler in in, in most genres in the sense I like I like taking pictures of people, culture, travel, photography, and stuff like that. But I also I'm interested in portraiture. When I say portraiture, I like I like taking pictures of not just people. I love taking pictures of people. I like taking pictures of animals and birds, not necessarily uh, wildlife pictures, but even like uh, even with the garden birds or anything like that. I I tend to spend a lot of time 
making portraits of them. Right, right, right. So, but what brought you to New York from London? Like, what are you studying? I'm I'm studying at the moment business analytics. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> my my photography is is more like an antidote towards my <laughs> my professional thing. It's always been like that. Actually, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I I, I was working in retail in London, where I didn't get. as much time as i wanted during weekends and stuff like that and so i just wanted to leave the industry and get on to something different i like learning i know it's pretty pretty late but <laughs> but yeah but better better late than never brother yeah. <laughs> it's always good to you know keep learning and reinvent yourself all the time you know so yeah. it, it it keeps you fresh and motivated as well I strongly believe that, and I don't. I really don't like to do the same thing over and over again. You know, I like some variety in my career as well. So that's that's great. But you know, having photography as a hobby, and then you have your career. How do you see these two together? Because see, where I'm coming from is when I start. When I was, you know, a few years ago, when I was in India, I was a total workaholic, and I was like spending. You know, I know. what time i go to the office but i never know what time i'll come back you know <laughs> so my identity was totally like i am this whatever the designation or whatever that's what that was my identity but after coming to new zealand and after picking up this the camera my attitude has totally changed in the sense that i don't draw my identity from the job that i do i just consider it as i have a specific set of skill set that i rent it out for the <laughs> highest bidder so i give give a specific amount of time for that and then after that i do my own stuff so the most frequently asked questions in india is like what do you do is like like where should i start <laughs> 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 so, and that's the wrong question to ask me as well you know so do you feel the same way i feel slightly differently about it i i I kind of compartmentalize photography as a profession and photography as a hobby. I mean, I haven't taken photography as a profession, so I, even though I worked as an event photographer for for the Indian High Commission for for quite some time in London. But again, though that's a, that's a bit of a side hustle to 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 pay for my <laughs> cameras and stuff. Not so much as a profession, but for me, I, I find it slightly difficult to. to to take photography as a profession the sense the whole dynamics change like the amount of time you spend taking pictures for your own satisfaction and or for your own enjoyment is, is very uh, limited for me i think it will get limited if you do it as a profession because you end up you end up paying your bills basically through it so which for me is ideal for me but i i like to keep it as a as a way to as an as an outlet as an outlet where i can explore myself and i can share it i mean i don't consider myself a very extroverted person so like photography is one one such thing where i express myself through thing and yeah i i, th- I think there is a bit of a creative <laughs> bone in my <laughs> body that i want to like to tap into yeah true true and i think it's very important to have a have a hobby because i think it it keeps you same in, in in some respects in the sense that when you go back to work the, you're more refreshed 
and the scientific studies to prove that having a serious hobby is very good for your mental well-being as well so i i totally get that and and i think and i and i even now i, I do some professional shoots like food photography and stuff but still it's very difficult to uh make the transition to being a totally professional photographer it's uh, i i i feel like today with the democratization of of technology with and and cameras being so easily available the entry barrier is very low yeah. for someone to make your make mix make something out of out of the camera but it's very very difficult to to becoming a full fledged professional make a living out of it because i feel this is an art form which is very easy to learn but takes years to master absolutely yeah yeah so I, I, that's 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 why it's kind of a semi professional thing for me yeah. it's a little bit more than a hobby but it's the not full fledged right. as a yeah uh, definitely uh, i i agree with you in the sense photography is, is you have a lot of scope to learn on any profession for that matter but for me it the distinction between people ask me are you are you a professional are you never amateur i mean for me only way i distinguish between a professional and an amateur is a professional makes money out of it like he has this as for a living it is i mean it's not a kind of a grade of a photographer like yeah yeah you can be a photographer and you can still take bad photo photograph <laughs> Yeah, you can you can you may not have photography as a profession and still make a true true yeah you have you have good and bad photographers in both side of the yeah is <laughs> i always remember a quote by i think i read it somewhere that he said like the first 10000 shots were pretty you yeah <laughs> Yeah it's the same thing i think whether it's 10000 photographs or 10000 hours you know you need to put in the time and it's i mean it might seem boring but practice 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 is i feel the best way to learn anything and especially photography where there's so many especially when you're a landscape photographer where so many things are not under your control yeah <laughs> the weather the sun the rain etc etc so for all things to come together for you to take that perfect shot there's so many things that needs to go right and for that to happen you have to wait and go back and do it and uh, rinse and repeat till you get that right yeah i mean it's almost like a professional sportsman like you, know, you need to be fit to be uh, be playing so you need to go through the routine of uh, uh, getting that i mean a um, if i don't take photos for a long time i end up taking bad bad shots like yeah. it happens yeah definitely yeah true 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 so what's your so what what gear do you use like are you a, like a sony or a canon or a nikon guy i'm an, a canon guy always been a canon guy but like now i'm i'm very uh, uh almost illiterate about uh, <laughs> about <laughs> gear and uh, tech stuff like if somebody stops me in the middle and asks what camera do you use what, what lens do you use like now it'll take a couple of seconds for me to <laughs> to think because i'm i'm not a, i uh, i stick to think by use a camera 
Um, I use a Canon XD cameras, a couple of them. My main thing I use a um, uh, zoom lens along with the, I think it's 70, 135 camera lens. This, this, these are my things. I also use a prime thing as well. For me, yeah, it doesn't matter so much with the lens and the camera I use. It's at the end of the day, you can, you can ask, as I've seen from many of your shots, like you've taken amazing shots with their iPhone and other mobile technology and shot. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, a I mean, camera. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah okay. You're not a gearhead. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> okay. A lot yeah, of people, I, I, I get this from a lot of people. A lot of people come and they immediately assume, uh, seeing my pictures on Facebook and think they, they think that I know a lot about <laughs> Could you recommend a camera better than a full frame? I said, actually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think you can get lost in, in the technical details of the art form. I feel that's been abused a lot in the sense that this bad, bad rep about, about photography is that it's it's too technical and people make it very technical. It's all about the camera and you look at the the most of the tutorials, the, the stuff, it's, it's all about camera reviews and this and that and, and nothing about the actual art form, you know, understanding light and shadow and composition and framing. And like, it doesn't really matter whether you're using a freaking old film camera or or your phone or, or or whatever you know it really doesn't matter if you don't understand light camera i mean light composition framing etc it's it's okay. doesn't doesn't you know make any sense whatever gear that you're using but it, but it helps i mean the 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 new ad advances like I, i'm a total mirror mirrorless guy but what it allows me to do is that I've invested, I mean, uh, collecting a lot of vintage lenses, basically. So you can go on eBay and go hunting for old lenses, Canon lenses. So I have Canon lenses, Vivitar lenses, and mm -hmm. Helios lenses, all like older than me. And mm -hmm. because it's a mirrorless, I'm able to fit it with a adapter, wow. right? So, so you are able to use those old lenses. And that's a pretty amazing, like, you know, and... <laughs> Except for a couple of lenses, all of my lenses are manual. Oh, manual. So, okay. Yeah, it's all, all, almost all, all the lenses except for the kit lens that I have, mm. uh, which is which has got electronics in it, and mm. then I have a, a Nifty Fifty, which is again autofocus, has electronics in it. The rest of my lenses, all manual. And the, the advantage is like it's I'm al almost mixing digital with analog, right. Right, like the old with the new, and it allows me to, it forces me actually to slow down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because because I'm not shooting like a maniac, putting the sh shutter button on burst mode, you know. So it forces me to slow down, and you know, then I have to zoom in and you know, figure out the the focus and nail that focus and zoom out. So it's a very very slow process for me, but now used to it so you know it's almost like a, it's a, like a throwback to the way people used to shoot back in the yeah. day but it digitally yeah i guess i guess it's an amazing process where it, you need to slow down that's yeah. what like when i said uh, uh, 
uh, on record impressions a quote of uh, 10000 photos of x for me in this digital age is like you can multiply that by 10 uh, uh, we shoot uh, shoot a lot of <laughs> pictures in the with the digital camera we often don't really kind of introspect our photos uh, you know think of, think about the shot before you actually take it i i actually interviewed a, a 90 year old photographer mm-hmm. i'm not sure he 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 was in havana and cuba when fidel castro rolled in and so he was there and shot castro's first speech mm-hmm. so he used to tell me i asked him what's the the difference that you see from then and now and he's saying i spent a lot more time before the computer <laughs> rather than with the camera because i sh- shooting too much <laughs> while back then your 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 source you know you have, you have to think about the film roles that you yeah. have you know, you're limited by the number of roles you have and your role can only take 24 24 so you and it's very expensive because you and you don't see what you're shooting and until it comes back and when he's traveling as a journalist photojournalist he used to ship that off to wherever geographic london or whatever and he doesn't he won't actually see the output and you know he he's totally limited by the number of frames that he gets so he's pretty careful about what he's shooting yeah. so yeah that, that's the thing you don't have the luxury of making mistakes of uh, and you also lose time as well not just money and the thing you also lose time so yeah that that will definitely slowing down will help you study the craft a bit more seriously and uh, right. yeah 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 so uh, tell me something about the places that you've shot like what's your favorite place that or the m- most what can you say because you've traveled across india the the in- indonesia london the northern uh, us i'm not much traveled actually i want okay. i've been to indonesia and so far by far that's the best trip i've ever had i've traveled not so much in india actually hmm. Yeah, uh, I've traveled in the uh, UK, I've traveled to uh, Europe, I've traveled in uh, France and Spain, and Greece, but uh, in the US as well, a lot of places. But uh, for me, yeah, the Indonesia trip was my highlight of the thing because like that was the time I recently had bought the camera and uh, I went on a backpacking trip for three weeks uh, around Indonesia and Indonesia is a fabulous place to to see both the natural the landscape is fantastic they have the best the most brilliant volcanoes there um and the culture of people is absolutely fantastic so indonesia was my one of my best times ever and i i i saw that black and white picture of that lady which you posted on instagram was that from indonesia yeah 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 the one that ones I posted recently are from Indonesia but then uh, I I take uh, portraits of people wherever I go like in in, in India I once I remember I was traveling through Bombay through Mumbai at like a couple of hours and I went out uh, with my photos and I got very nice shots out of it just around the airport uh, area so yeah I believe in taking my camera wherever i'm going and like odd places but i need to 
I need to immerse myself in a in a in it. Like I don't just take my camera and take a shot like that. Like no, I need to be in the thing to get that. But traveling to different places is one of the um, uh, reason why I like photography. Like I'm I'm very curious about other culture, other people, their different traditions and stuff like that. For example, like I love, I still haven't taken a, attended this. I lo- I love events. I love things when they happen outdoors. So one of my favorite things to photograph are London Notting Hill Carnival. I don't miss it most of the time. I I attend it whenever whenever I'm in London. So that's when that's when things happen. Really dramatic things happen in open and then uh, it's a wonderful opportunity. It's a, Everyone will be uh, also guarded with everything, so it's 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 a it's a uh, portrait photographer. And so I love things like carnivals and events which happen in the open. One of my dreams is to go and take the Tayem Festival in in, in Kerala. Right. I have seen some of my fellow Facebook photographers taking amazing shots of that. So yeah, things like that interest me. Right. But you mentioned that you're a bit of an introvert. So how does it happen when you're on the streets trying trying to take street portraits? I always feel very. It's a kind of a, what if they said no, and I feel I'll feel like an idiot, you know. <laughs> so how do you do that? That's true. I mean, uh, that is one of the biggest challenge of approaching. somebody to take a photo and do's and don'ts of of that actually so i, I mentioned that i i worked in retail before this experience of working in retail helped me a lot and and that in the sense like in retail if you're in retail if a customer walks into your store or something minute how to approach whether to approach or not and and how, how to talk to them same right. principle that happened to you. there's no hard and fast rules but again you you assess the situation and and you 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 uh, you're bound to make mistakes in this like i made many mistakes in the in in, in in such public situations so you learn from it you learn from it and you kind of refine your process in the uh, thing yeah. like i remember one example where uh, when you're enthusiastic about something you go about without even thinking about the subject how what it makes how it makes them feel so i, I was i was in london in a, in a east london market a very busy place very bustling busy place called bumstow market and when i was shooting everything i saw a man in his in his working overalls and caribbean uh, and just sitting down with his lunch so i i was i i kind of missed the fact that he was what he was doing so I, he was really he was just having his lunch and i kind of i was about to take a photo of him and then his reaction and stuff like that makes you stand back and think okay this is not the right moment like you need to you need to sometimes your photograph is not as important as the person's right. <laughs> thing you, you need to make that judgment call sometimes that can be the trickiest thing about street photography like but there are there are also there are also a lot of how do you say sensitivities regarding that like uh, my, my, and there's no hard and fast rule but like no you need to have a lot of personal ethics 
around the thing you you need to treat your subject with dignity like now if you if you if you think i mean uh, i i used to uh, be how do you say uh, bold in in asking the person or like one of my photographer friends kind of asked me a question that uh, hello stop me in my tracks once uh, actually it was a, it, i was in bangladesh and i was shooting things like he so i used to i was taking a little village kind of place where i was shooting it shooting shots of their kitchen their the inside the house basically from from outside like with their, with their permission of course they know that i'm i was i was shooting but like but he asked me like would you would you do that in 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 london would you do that in in a western country like where you just go in and shoot in people's home i said yeah it's, it's it's a good point i mean we sometimes we take this access to their lives is i mean having photographed in india for a long time like you, you tend to think like okay, a lot of things happen in the street but people do have privacy people do thing but you should be able to respect you should be able to draw the line uh, uh, right which is private which is not yeah sure all right so let's let's look at who's you you often go uh, henry cotter brasson is he your favorite photographer of all time or are there other he, folks yeah he's one of my favorite photographers i like his i like his i like his life basically <laughs> his entire body work I, i also like others i'm a big fan of steve mc i like sebastian but uh, i like i mean when it comes to animal bird portraiture i like tim flack so these things i like different photographers in the in different genre actually so so a yeah. lot of influences yeah i like joseph right. yeah awesome awesome and of course uh, the the great landscape photographers of north america like ansel adams and everyone else yeah yeah i mean um, but to be honest with you i get a lot of inspiration not not just from these greats but also from my fellow photographers in in, in in my social media thing in facebook or whatever like for the last 10 years i've been as i said like i i i was with the national geographic magazine group online group where that's when it all started and those photographers their comments and their inspiration is what inspired me to take up photography seriously and uh, while watching these since then i have formed several groups and now i'm part of like i don't know so many different photo groups and and the pictures they post i'm very inspired by them like in the in the sense like everyday street photography travel photography i mean i can i have like 100 people can give you <laughs> i can do podcast of you know <laughs> so that's really brilliant it it, it is exploded and then and i'm loving it actually great 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 so are there any places or things that you you actually are looking forward to shoot in the coming years well it, to be honest with you i've kind of photography is taking a bit of a back step while i'm studying i don't have time for that but i have a lot of ideas as i said like now in india i would like to see the thayam festival i want to see the bhagavati festival i like such a traditional authentic traditional festival instead of staged things and i like i like as i said carnivals also venice carnival I'd like do venice rio these are the things but places i would like to go <laughs> i it's a long list <laughs> rajiv yeah <laughs> true 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 right so a lot of interesting things we've covered 
Sanjeev. So finally, just to close off this conversation, are there things you would have done differently? Yeah. Uh, in the past, when you actually, when you were learning, are there things you would would have done differently? And what would your approach be looking back? Yeah, uh, definitely. I would have gone out and taken more photographs. That's my biggest regret. Not going out enough was the biggest regret, I would say. And and how I took those shots, that can that is immaterial for me. Like I would have learned it one way or the other. Those things, the opportunity to go about taking photographs is the key thing. I would say that. That, uh, that I would have done it differently. Awesome. So how how would how can people come and see your pictures? Uh, you are you on Facebook and Instagram as well, or you are on other platforms? Uh, I'm not so much in other platform. I'm mainly in uh, Insta and Facebook. Facebook is my uh, main mainstay. Uh, recently, I've uh, started doing in, uh, Instagram as well, but um, also on Flickr. But uh, these are, these are the places where I publish my photographs. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll put links to your images in the show notes. So thanks so much, Sanjeev. It's it's been a pleasure chatting with you. And obviously, in every conversation, there's a lot of takeaways from for me, and there's a lot of things that I've taken away from this conversation. And thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Rajiv. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Sanjeev, for your time. It was a pleasure catching up with you and thank you for sharing your journey with us. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Photo Country. As always, leave us a like on any of the podcasting apps that you are listening to this episode on. And do share this episode with your friends who also love photography like we do. Appreciate your support. In the next episode, I'll revisit an old interview that I did with my good friend Kavir Asit, where we discuss the art of storytelling through imagery. Till then, stay safe and keep clicking. This is Rajiv signing off.